We are back. It's the Joe Holka Show presented by FanDuel. Divisional round, bets against the spread, predictions, picks, everything in between. You guys know by now that I love playoff football, but this video is going to serve as a little bit of a first look for however you plan on enjoying these games. And of course, we will pick a winner for each of these along the way. Uh, coming along for the ride, co-owner of footballguys.com, Sigma Bloom. Sig, uh, our teams were bounced. Uh, both of our teams yeah. were bounced in the first round. Uh, I guess the good news is we went four and six in the wild card round in terms of our predictions. Uh, I don't know. We'll try and keep that pace the rest of the way. That's not too bad. Uh, but yeah, our Cardinals and uh, Steelers did not quite uh, get it done for us. But uh, outside of that, how was uh, how was Wild Card Weekend for you? I, it was. I'm going to be honest. It was kind of dissatisfying. Yeah. The 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 Cowboys 49ers game. You would have rather seen the 49ers finish them or. Dak Prescott put together some sort of stirring comeback and it felt totally dissatisfying. I don't think we learned anything about whether Kansas City or Tampa Bay uh, are really ready, even Buffalo, to be honest, are ready to make that march. I think we did learn something about Cincinnati, but it left us with a pause. Mm -hmm. And with the Rams, it was so opposite. How much was the Rams-Arizona outcome about Matthew Stafford finding his groove again, Cam Akers breathing life into this offense? And how much was it just that maybe Cliff Kingsbury is just in over his head yeah. as a coach in the playoffs right now. Yeah, some questionable uh, play calls in that for sure. And yeah, I, I think that Kyler probably could have been a little bit better at times. But I mean, I didn't see that one coming. That one, that was like one of the bigger surprises. I thought that the Cardinals would at least show up. And that's like me putting right. my, my fan, I guess, hat aside for a second. Uh, yeah, that wasn't really even close from the onset. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. Say we got four games to talk about. Let's start. Saturday afternoon, we have Bengals at Titans. The Tennessee Titans open as a three and a half point home favorite in this one per FanDuel Sportsbook. Not a ton of sharp action early on in the week outside of the over where the line is currently sitting at 47 points, the lowest of the entire divisional playoff slate SIG. But it uh, looks like they are, uh, I guess, some people think it's a little bit too low. But uh, initial yeah. thoughts on this one uh, leading us off on Saturday. Well, first of all, that line really stands out for a one against a four seed mm -hmm. because really all you're doing is giving Tennessee an advantage because they're going to be playing this game in Nashville. Sure. Otherwise, it tells me that Vegas thinks that everybody will see this as basically an even matchup, as they should. And this is a bad draw for Tennessee mm -hmm. because Cincinnati is a team and if you're going to go under here, what you're expecting is Derrick Henry's back and they're going to put together a lot of eight minute drives and they're just going to boa constrictor this game in the second half. But Cincinnati has exactly the kind of offense that is almost impossible to do that to because they can score from anywhere on the field. They had the what 12 pass plays of over 50 yards this year. That's absurd. Mm -hmm. So that is scary because for Tennessee, because Cincinnati has went into full unleash Joe Burrow and his wide receivers mode. And Tennessee does have a weakness in the secondary. They can get some pressure on the quarterback. But I think this is definitely a matchup that Tennessee was not looking forward to. It's not much of a reward as the number one seed. So I think Cincinnati, maybe even straight up, is looking good here the way both their offense and their defense played. Because unlike some of the other teams we talked about, Joe, they played a team that was reasonably prepared. I mean, sure. uh, Rich Bisaccia has done a tremendous job, and they did not look like a team that was not prepared uh, and emotionally, game plan-wise, for the playoffs. Uh, they just met a better team, Cincinnati. And Tennessee has that one-week layoff. And we know this is a Tennessee team that probably can't win a shootout. So uh, I'm liking Cincinnati here, and I think Vegas is giving us a clue that Tennessee is not really a true number one seed in the sense that they're the favorite to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Yeah, this reminds me a little bit of the Bucks and Eagles game where it just 
this was like a really tough draw. I feel like for the Eagles, uh, just like the matchup, yeah. like really shapes up like relatively well for the Bengals, like a team that's honestly probably just going to go as far as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to take them. So this passing game, I mean, that's kind of where you like, this is like one of the weaknesses of the Titans. Like you said, their secondary yeah. is extremely weak. Like their pass rush isn't really too impressive either. Like the only argument you can really, I guess, put in favor of the Titans is this one. I mean, they are a physical playoff type of team getting Derrick Henry back so like uh, like you said if they can kind of slog this out a little bit that's where it's close but I mean it's crazy to see a three and a half point line for like you said like a a one seed coming off of a bye Uh, that's something that we don't see very often so maybe it ends up just not being a very high scoring game but I definitely think it's a super interesting one and uh, shout out to you for being all over the Bengals last week I thought that one would be a little bit closer but they were looked uh, they looked ready they looked up for the task right so now they they're they're I guess task is to come in and not just uh, be like, all right, we want a playoff game. Now they w- they got to make some noise, right? Yeah. Yep. And I think that's what Joe Burrow has in him, right? Yep. Uh, I don't know if we've seen anyone since Tom Brady that is just, I don't want to say he's joyless because I think somewhere in there, there is an emotional investment and positive returns on that for Joe Burrow, but he's just so intense. And one of the things I heard during that game, Joe, that was so interesting was that players are coming to Cincinnati because they want to play with Joe Burrow. It's awesome. It's only his second year. The other thing is, unlike some uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Zach Taylor looked ready to coach his team. I mean, they came out prepared. They answered the bell, even though they were rested in week 18. So I think all these things are pointing in a very positive direction for Cincinnati. And Tennessee is not going to have an opportunity to come out slow with that week off. They're going to have to come out ready. Yeah, I totally agree. And you don't really see that happen very often for like just any incoming or I guess second year quarterback, mm-hmm. right? So uh, that's definitely an endorsement to what people think about him and his uh, progression, what it could look like in a couple years. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, without a doubt, though, if you guys have been with us the entire season, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second. Help me out. Rate this podcast.com slash the Joe Holka show. Leave the podcast a review. There is now Spotify reviews as well if you are on mobile. Let's walk right into our Saturday night game. We have the 49ers and Packers. Green Bay opens as a five and a half point home favorite in this one per FanDuel Sportsbook. The over-under is at 47 and a half. Only the Bengals and Titans is lower this week that we were just talking about. The Sharps are absolutely hammering the over in this one, at least early. So, Sig, these are two teams that are, again, capable of playing that grinded out playoff football. But, I mean, is there any, like, sneaky upside here in it being like a shootout, or am I kind of overthinking it already, you think? I think that I'm surprised to hear the Sharps are hitting the over hard on this one because, like you said, these are both teams that want to take the air out of the ball. They're both teams that want to assert their dominance on the ground and set up the pass with the run. Uh, This is also a matchup that is a really tough draw for Green Bay, what uh, Kyle Shanahan is three and zero against, uh, or not Kyle Shanahan, but San Francisco is three and zero against Green Bay. Going back to the Dom Capers, yeah. uh, Colin Kaepernick days. Uh, this this has just been a matchup, a nightmare matchup for Green Bay in the playoffs. And uh, what you're seeing with San Francisco, I think one of the things that really gave San Francisco the drop on Dallas is they've already tasted their own blood. They were down 24-17 with less than two minutes left with their season on the line. So they already know their mortality. This might be why a team like the Raiders did better than the Cardinals because you already had that taste of, hey, if we we have to execute on these plays or our season is over. And some teams just can't get up to that emotional level in the playoffs once the game starts and they realize, oh, this is real. It's on. This is it now. That's what you saw from Dallas. So San Francisco is going to come out and Green Bay cannot come out again in a slumber. Green Bay cannot come out 
slow to start because San Francisco's offense is clicking right now. They have a lot of players like we talked about last week, Joe, that are individual difference makers. Um, I, I think this is, again, five and a half for a one against a six seed shows you that this is a pretty even matchup that the, the the line is saying that the Packers don't really have a big advantage against the 49ers on paper. And I, I think that really, if you're looking at the Packers in this one, you're saying this is about Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's where the Packers have the advantage. Yeah, we didn't give a pick for the first game, so I'll tie bow on that. I will take yeah. the Bengals. Uh, sounded yes. like you were with me on that Ditto. one anyway. Yeah. So uh, on this one, Sig, uh, do you think that Rodgers can get them over the hump in this one? I, I, I kind of think that just because of I think the Packers can can, can uh, succeed where the Cowboys failed, right? Like I, I don't think they mind playing like that, control the game on the ground with mm-hmm. their own rushing attack, like the way that they they can beat them. Um, I, I think I am on the Packers with this one, but it sounds like you're you're warming up a little bit to these 49ers, Sig, which I, I mean, I, I, I kind of envy that, yeah. Yeah, well, and it's just too bad, again, if they had just turned some of those field goals into touchdowns in the first half, they really could have ran away with that game. Um, and you did see a, a pretty gutsy performance by the defense after Nick Bosa goes out, after Fred Warner gets hurt, their two best players. Uh, they don't collapse at the end. They, they hold on. And by, you know, they basically, like, the clock was their friend at the end of that game. Uh, but they, I, this is one of those where I'll pick Green Bay straight up, mm-hmm. but San Francisco plus five and a half, also sounds pretty enticing, knowing that this is a matchup that Green Bay would not be looking forward to, uh, and a matchup that you know we've even seen in recent years. This offense, this running game, in some ways, these teams are, are mirror images of each other, sure. with the exception of that quarterback difference. And that's where you're asking Aaron Rodgers to make that difference. So I think he can make enough difference for them to win, but maybe not win going away. Yeah, you kind of feel for Dak Prescott last week. Like oh. you'd like to see like him. Like obviously the pieces I feel like are around him, and he's got like all that going for him. But like everything, I guess, just comes crashing down from a coaching perspective and all of that stuff. Like really affects. I mean, I, I feel for Dak in a lot of ways just because I think they deserved a little bit more. I don't necessarily think the Cowboys deserved how people were saying they were soft and how that like that's the reason that they weren't able to beat a team like the 49ers who can play kind of this playoff style football. But yeah, I just want to touch on that because I, I do love mm-hmm. Dak and I feel like he deserves better. Hopefully uh, in the future they can get someone in there that can be a little bit more progressive. Uh, I think one of the big storylines on this game with the Packers and 49ers, though, is going to be if Nick Bosa can return. If not, uh, I think I still like the Packers even with the points in this one. Uh, I I guess there probably isn't any news on Bosa yet, but do you think that he'll be uh, back in this one? We haven't really gotten much from that yet, though, right? Yeah, Yeah. they certainly would have preferred this game was on Sunday instead of Saturday, and I think it's going to probably come down to the wire here, and and Bosa helps cover up some of the deficiencies they have in the secondary. That's where Aaron Rodgers should be able to make some noise here. The one thing San Francisco has going for them is they're going to answer the bell, and Green Bay at least played the starters for a half in Week 18, so Matt LaFleur certainly understands that challenge that maybe Mike McCarthy didn't understand. Uh, and, and it, you know, this is going to be one, again, I, I think that uh, San Francisco is going to, this is going to be a back and forth kind of game uh, unless Aaron Rodgers pulls a rabbit out of a hat, which we know he can do. And at least he doesn't have Mike McCarthy stopping him from doing it now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's try something a little bit different on this video. If you're watching this right now, I want you guys to pause this video. Let me know in the comments your Super Bowl prediction. We would love to hear from you guys. Moving to Sunday, we have Rams at Bucks, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Tampa Bay is opening up as a three-point home favorite in this one per FanDuel Sportsbook. But there is a ton of sharp activity on the Rams early this Mm -hmm. week. 91% of the money, despite just 50% of the overall betting tickets. Second highest over-under 
of the divisional round, 48 and a half points. The public and the sharps appear to agree that this line is still too low. So uh, a yeah. lot of moving parts on this one. Uh, obviously, we both picked the Cardinals to beat the Rams in the wild card round. But after what you saw, do you have any faith that this Rams team can take down Tom Brady and the Bucks? Well, what's interesting here, Joe, is that the Rams have beaten the Tom Brady Bucks the last two seasons in the regular season. I think they won this year 27-24, something like that. It's true. So they, they can handle this Bucks team. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks kind of let the Eagles hang around for longer than they should have, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts just wasn't up to the task. The Eagles weren't just up to the task. If we take out the unforced errors, Joe, from the Eagles side. How does that game look? It's true. I mean, you can say what you want, I guess, how healthy Hurts was, but you're right. I mean, you can't really mask some of the the, the decision-making for sure, right? Yeah, and even just the, the mistakes on both sides of the ball by the Eagles. Sure. They just weren't, they, they didn't deserve to be a playoff team. As we said before we went on the air, it wasn't the best endorsement for the, having a seventh team on each side of the playoffs that first week because the Kansas City and Tampa Bay games, you know, they were more like a ritual sacrifice than a game. So you know, Tom Brady, it's this is in some ways a mirror image of Kansas City in a way where the big plays aren't going to be there. This is not going to be a downfield strike uh, big play pass offense. We'll see about Leonard Fournette. I think the team did the right thing keeping him out. Yep. But this isn't necessarily going to be a team that's going to establish the run. And it, again, the line tells you that these teams are pretty closely matched. And then when you see the Sean McVay versus Bruce Arians, outcomes the last two years how can can you count the rams out and i guess all of that feeling that sean mcveigh didn't trust matthew stafford it's behind them now and now you see odell beckham starting to really make more of a difference so that teams can't just take away cooper cup you have cam Akers, who's making a difference he had one big play in the passing game could have easily had two Mm-hmm. He looks like he is got all the energy he had for the 2021 season. You love to see now. that with that, yeah. with that kind of injury, Sig. Like you very rarely see someone come back and like their first game, like show that kind of burst and elusiveness. Like that was, I yeah. mean, I'm not a, a talent evaluator by any means, but uh, watching that, uh, I mean, you just, you just feel for a guy that like, I mean, he was trying to get back this entire year, right? Because he felt this right. special. I love that. Yeah, so he, I, everything is going in the Rams' direction here. And I think that in some ways, the Bucks were let down by the Eagles as their first playoff game because I just don't think they were tested in that game and they were coasting and they're not going to be able to coast against the Rams if they play where they did Monday night. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think that we have to keep an eye on these injuries uh, in Tampa as well. Obviously, Tristan Wirfs, uh, that ankle injury, mm-hmm. that could be a really big, uh, I guess, impact on this game, a team that's already shorthanded in terms of the, their wide receivers. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that throughout the week. I, I do think that you, what well, you mentioned about OBJ Sig, like that, that's something that probably people are skipping over and they shouldn't be, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at this guy and he is like invigorated, energized yeah. just because he's got a shot. He's got a quarterback that can get him the ball in any situation. And he doesn't have to be that number one, right? He can go out there and make plays. And he seems like he has a ton of confidence. And I don't, I don't know, man. OBJ, Harmon mentioned it earlier this season, mm-hmm. even before this trade. But I mean, he, he looks great. Like he looks healthy, right? So OBJ, I think, could uh, definitely put another impact, uh, on this game for sure as well and just i mean and then if you try and take that away cooper cup on the other side man it's it's a really tough team i mean there's a lot of talent there for sure any other final thoughts on this game no this is a team that everything on paper going into the going into the playoffs you felt like the rams were an underachieving team and then they went out and overachieved now they're in a matchup that they know they can handle and the bucks on the other hand where is, is the hunger there coming off of a super bowl win 
do they have the, uh, the weapons to keep up? I, I'm not convinced they do. Yeah, I'm going to take the easy way out here and say that I will take the Bucks, but I will also take the Rams if uh, if they are going to have a three-point uh, yeah. spread there. Uh, any thoughts on a side? You don't have to necessarily give up. I'll, I'll take no. Front. I'll take the Ram. I'll take okay. the Rams all the way here. Love it. Uh, I, I just think at this point, this is one where we underestimate sometimes how the playoffs can be a reset. Mm -hmm. And it, it, now when you look at the players that the Rams have Vaughn Miller, Oh, by the way, remember that? Yeah. And if Tristan Wirfs is out, that's kind of important. Or even if he's compromised, they have Leonard Floyd, they have Aaron Donald up front. Um, so, and it doesn't look like they were hurt at all by Jordan Fuller being out the, the quarterback of their defense against the Cardinals. They look prepared. They look ready. Uh, and I think maybe the, those midseason pickups of Beckham and Miller, as much as it helps them tactically, I think it gives them a sense of urgency that the Bills don't, I mean, the Bills, the Bucks don't have right now. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on to this last game, going to bug you guys one last time to subscribe to the second YouTube channel. This is a live ticker right here. So if you do subscribe, you'll see that thing move. Make sure you hit that notification bell like you have on the main channel already. Bunch of exclusive videos that I'm planning on recording uh, before this weekend's game. So you don't want to miss out for that. Uh, Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Bills at Chiefs. Kansas City is going to open up as a two-point home favorite, just missing wow. that key number of three points, which is uh, always interesting when that is the open. The Sharps aren't buying it. They are all over the Bills at that number so far. 94% of the money, obviously, very early in the week, just 38% of the betting tickets. So the public definitely prefers the Chiefs. Uh, the Sharps appear to be on the Bills. Over-under for this game laps the field completely, Sig. To put it lightly, 55 points uh surprisingly we're seeing a little bit more sharp action come in on the over again so they think that it's not enough here uh so last week our uh, last game of the weekend sig Allen mahomes do you think it delivers on the hype if it doesn't it will be because kansas city reverts to the team that got blown out by the bills earlier this year mm -hmm. and this is one again where the reset that the playoffs provide has been crucial for the bills because josh allen was playing quite uh, honestly terrible the last few weeks of the season against the Falcons, uh, against the Jets in games that they needed to make sure they clinched the division. He was not getting it done. Now you have a true balance to this offense with Devin Singletary. It took long enough, mm -hmm. but maybe it's all part of the design in some ways. Not that they intended this. He's got still some tread on his tires for this year. That's true. So he, he hasn't been running to the ground like other lead backs. Mm -hmm. So he's been giving them balance. And, and unlike Tampa, unlike Kansas City, for them to start out with New England, that is something that's going to get your blood flowing right away. And yes, they thumped them the same way that Tampa and Kansas City thumped their opponents. But this is different because it's Bill Belichick, because it's a boogeyman from the climb that they've done. And Josh Allen played his best playoff game, period, of his career in that game. So, yeah, I think the Bills are surging right now. And even though the Chiefs were in a deep slump whenever the Bills beat them, that's something that's going to give them psychological edge here. And I, I think that while the Chiefs, yes, as we talked about, Joe, Patrick Mahomes owns the Steelers. Just know that. Yep. doesn't matter. doesn't matter how it looks right. after the first quarter. Mahomes owns the Steelers. But uh, he did not have the same experience against the Bills this year. Uh, we did see the Bills defense play a spirited game against the Patriots. So I understand why, again, Vegas is basically telling us the Bills are the better team mm -hmm. if they're going on the road in the playoffs and only getting two points. Yeah, that week six game, 38 to 20 in favor of the Bills. I find this matchup so interesting, Sig, because like so much, 
much of this season was we're talking about Josh Allen, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and just the way that teams are trying to take away those big plays, right? And some of the, I guess, adjustments that they've had to make along the way, obviously kind of uh, fall, I guess, backing into some of this Singletary stuff has been great. You mentioned that uh, there's not a lot of tread on the tires. That's great this time of year. How often do we see someone come out of nowhere in the run game just uh, be a really big factor in the playoffs? It happens, I feel like, almost every year. So, yeah, I'm with you. It feels weird, uh, I guess, going against Patrick Mahomes, uh, but I'm going to have to go with the Bills, I think. Uh, I would like to see my boy Stephon Diggs go on a little bit of a run here. It it does feel like, though, that it's going to be which quarterback plays better, like a lot of these games, but like both of these guys together, I think we're going to see these guys in some big games in the future as well. Yeah, it's really awesome to look forward to Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, uh, th- this is going to be just fantastic. Maybe eventually we'll get Trevor Lawrence to catch up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe eventually Mac Jones will be in that conversation. Maybe Baker Mayfield. But if we have enough going on on the AFC side that we're going to have some epic playoff games starting in the divisional round like we got this year. And I think we have a real possibility that Buffalo could host the AFC championship game. Segment Bloom, everyone, footballguys.com. Show him some love in the comments. I know he's helped a lot of you guys win your leagues this year across the board. I uh, love to read that stuff. So, uh, Sig, see you next week, my friend. Enjoy the games. Most of all, thanks for doing this as always. Always look forward to it, Joe. Thanks.